Okay, guys, so we just finished Ezekiel chapter 9, and I added a little bit of the Roman, the well, hold on, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And, you know, I've flipped through, because I had read, you know. Uh, anyway, I'm going to read just a couple of things. This is, I mean, they've got some uh, sadistic <laughs> evil stuff in this uh, book. I guess this is like their doctrine, I guess you could say. I don't know. Apostolic uh, uh, Constitution. What the fuck? It's got Celebration of the Christian Mystery. Huh. Anyway, I had highlighted this. I saw this, uh, you know, as a uh, I like to get both sides of the story, so we're going to listen to some evil stuff here. This is uh, page 610 in the Catholic, uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church. It's, I think it's Doctrine 2292. It says, Respect for the person and scientific research. And of course, in the other prior episode with Ezekiel 9, in the Bible, God does not respect man. But here we go. 2292, scientific, medical, or psychological experience on human individuals or groups can contribute to healing the sick and the advancement of public health. 2293, basic scientific research as well as applied research is a significant expression of man's dominion over creation. I'm not going to read any more of that one. But I flipped over. I'm thinking about wartime stuff. Uh, this is uh, 2297, respect for bodily integrity. Kidnapping and hostage taking bring on a reign of terror. By means of threats, they subject their victims to intolerable pressure, pressures. They are morally wrong. Terrorism threatens wounds and kills indiscriminately is gravely against justice and charity. Torture, which uses physical or moral violence to extract confessions, punish the guilty, frighten opponents, or satisfy hatred is contrary to respect for the person and for human dignity, except when performed for strictly therapeutic medical reasons. Directly intended amputations, mutilations, and sterilizations performed on innocent persons are against the moral law. And that references to something 90, it says CLDS 3722. I'm just going to go one further. I haven't even read this one, but it's this is so ridiculous, this stuff. 2298. In times past... Cruel practices were commonly used by legitimate governments to maintain law and order, often without protest from the pastors of the church, who themselves adopted in their own tribunals the prescriptions of Roman law concerning torture. Regrettable as these facts are, the church always taught the duty of clemency and mercy 
She forbade clerics to shed blood. In recent times, it has become evident that these cruel practices were neither necessary for public order nor in conformity with the legitimate rights of the human person. On the contrary, these practices led to ones even more degrading. It is necessary to work for their abolish, abolition. We must pray for the victims and their tormentors. This is basically a handbook to do evil. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. I just flipped over and it says avoiding war. It says all citizens and this is 2308. All citizens and governments are obliged to work for the avoidance of war. However, quote, as long as the danger of war persists and there is no international authority with the necess with the necessary competence and power, governments cannot be denied the right of lawful self-defense once all peace efforts have failed. Unquote. And just under it, the damage inflicted by the aggressor on the nation or community of nations must be lasting, grave, and certain. The use of arms must not produce evils and disorders graver than the evil to be eliminated. The power of modern means and destruction weighs very heavily in evaluating this condition. There are, oh, these are the traditional elements enumerated in what is called the, quote, just war doctrine. Jesus. Okay. I can't bear too much of that. All right. This is, we're going back to Matthew's Bible, Ezekiel chapter 10. Of the man that took hot burning coals out of the middle of the wheels of the cherubims in token of the burning of Jerusalem. A, a rehearsal of the vision of the wheels of the beast and of the cherubims. So it looks like this is prophecy. Okay. Here we go. Chapter 10, Ezekiel. And as I looked, behold, in the firmament that was above the cherubims, there appeared a similitude of a stool of sapphire upon them. And that references Ezekiel. Well, I can't read that. It says, Then said he that sat therein to him that had the linen remit upon him. And if you read that in King James, it's going to reference a man. It's going to say, I, anyway, Creep in between the wheels that are under the cherubims and take thy handful of hot coals out from between the cherubims and cast them over the city. And he crept in that I might see. Now the cherubim stood upon the right side of the house when the man went in and the cloud filled the innermost court. But the glory of the Lord removed from the cherubims and, and came upon the threshold of the house. And this reference is over to 2 Chronicles A. So let's 
get over here to Chronicles 2 Chronicles A or 2 Chronicles 2 Chronicles 7A I'm sorry 2 Chronicles 7A it says and when Solomon had made an end of praying there came down fire from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house that the priest could not go into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had fulfilled the house of the Lord. Okay, so it references, because the glory, there's a reference. It says, the glory of God filling the house was as a visible cloud prefiguring that God ought to be preached, praised, and magnified through the whole world in the congregation of the faithful, as he saith, and it references Numbers 14d. And all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house and stooped with their faces to the earth upon the pavement and bowed themselves and confessed unto the Lord that he was good and that his mercy lasted forever. And we're back to Ezekiel 10. But the glory of the Lord removed from the cherubims okay, and came up upon the threshold of the house so that the temple was full of clouds and the court was full of the shine of the Lord's glory. Yeah, and then and yeah, and I can't tell if that's and the found of the cherubim's wings was heard I'm sorry. Yeah, and the sound of the cherubim's wings was heard into the forecourt like as it had been the voice of the Almighty God when he speaketh. Now when, we, when he had hidden the man that was clothed in linen to go and take the hot coals from the midst of the wheels which were under the cherubims, he went and stood beside the wheels. Then the one cherub reached forth his hand from under the cherubims, under the fire that was between the cherubims and took thereof and gave it unto him that had on the linen remnant in his hand, which took it and went out. And under the wings of the cherubims there appeared the likeness of a man's hand. I saw also four wheels besides the, beside the cherubims, so that by every cherubim there stood a wheel, and the wheels were to look upon, were to look open, Upon and after the fashion of the precious stone of Charsis, yet unto the site were they fashioned alike and like, as if one wheel had been in another. When they went forth, they went all four together, not turning about in their going. But where the but where the first went, there went they also. They after also, so that they turned not about in their going, their whole bodies, their backs, their hands and wings, yeah, and the wheels also, were all full of eyes round about them, all four. And I heard him call the wheels, Galga, that is, a, let me get my magnifier, a round bowl. Every one of them had four faces, so that one face was the face of a cherub, the second of man, the third of a lion, the fourth of an eagle. And they were lifted up above. This is the beast that I saw 
at the water of Kobar. Now, when the cherubims went, the wheels went with them. And when the cherubims shook their wings to lift themselves upward, the wheels remained not behind, but were with them also. Shortly, when they stood, these stood also. And when they were lift up, the wheels were lift up also with them. For the spirit of life was in the wheels. Then the glory of the Lord was lift up from the threshold of the temple and remained upon the cherubims. And this references Ezekiel 11d. Okay, so that's one chapter over. Yeah, 11d. It says, I will take them away, and I will give you one heart, and I will plant a new spirit within your bowels. So it sounds like the wheels are actually... um, the saints on earth that believe in God and are knit, our souls are knit together with the with God and the angels up there. Anyway, that stony heart will I take out of your body and give you a fleshy heart. And it says that is a mild, soft, and tractable heart. That you may walk in my commandments and keep my ordinances and do them. That you may be my people, and I your God. But look whose hearts are disposed to follow these abominations and wicked livings. Those men's deeds will I bring upon their own hands, saith the Lord God. After this did the cherubims lift up their wings, and the wheels went with them, and the glory of the Lord was upon them. So the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the mount of the city toward the east. But the wind took me up, In a vision, which came by the Spirit of God, it brought me again into Chaldea among the prisoners. Then the vision that I had seen vanished away from me. So I spake unto the prisoners all the words of the Lord, which he had showed me. Okay, and also it references Ezekiel 43. 3a. So let me flip. Man, where am I? Okay, Ezekiel 43a. Hang on just a second. This is all Roman numerals also, so bear with me. Ezekiel 43a. 41. 43a. Says, So he brought me to the door that turneth toward the east. Behold, then came the glory of the God of Israel from out of the east whose voice was like a great noise of waters, and the earth was lightened with his glory. His sight to look upon was like the first that I saw when I went in. What time is the city should have been destroyed? And like the vision that I saw by the water of Kobar, then fell I upon my face, but the glory of the Lord came into thy house through the east door. So a wind took me up and brought me into the innermost court, And behold, the house was full of the glory of the Lord. And the cherubims flackered with their wings and lift themselves up from the earth so that I saw when they went and the wheels went with them and they stood at the east side of the port that was in the house of the Lord. So the glory of the Lord was upon them. This is the beast that I saw under the God of Israel by the water of Kobar. And I perceived that it was the cherubims. 
Everyone had four faces and everyone four wings, and under their wings, as it were, men's hands. Now the figure of their faces was even as I had seen them by the water of Kobar, and so was the countenance of them. Everyone in his going went straight forward. And I would suppose that's to the narrow gate so that we can win the race and have the victory. And <clears throat> All right, that was kind of a short one. And hopefully enjoy your Sabbath and take it easy.